So in this week we start reading about the journey of Yaakov. Uh, Yaakov goes out uh, from his father's home from Be'er Sheva and he's traveling to Choron. And he's going to uh, meet up over there with his mother's family who weren't very distinguished to say the least. Uh, and we find in the Torah that on his way, uh, right in the beginning of the Parsha, it says that uh, the sun set all of a sudden, and then he went and he lied over, lied down over there. He slept over there. Uh, it says that when he went to sleep, he went and he put these uh, rocks. He took some of the stones that were around there, and he put them as a protection around his head. Very simply, in the simple context, you know, he was afraid there might be wild animals, there might be uh, danger for him, so he put himself, uh, I mean, they weren't firing missiles then, but he still wanted to have a wall, you know, around him, sort of a protection. But the emphasis over here in the verses that he put it around his head. He was trying to protect his head. Now, of course, you know, if there is something uh, that might cause damage to him, they can damage him elsewhere also, but there is some sort of a, a message over here that he wants to protect his head, because in addition to the simple meaning of trying to protect himself, uh, not to get hurt from wild animals, there's also the idea that he's going to now change sort of uh, his uh, situation. Up till now, he spent time with his father, with Yitzchak. He lived in Israel before this, right before this journey. He was 14 years in the yeshiva of Ever. He was studying Torah. He never slept. He was just immersed fully in the study and everything else. And now he's going up to meet up with a Lavan, with a Laban, who is a, a cheater. He's going to meet up with uh, later on with Esau. He's going to have to deal with certain realities of the world. And one of the things that, on the spiritual level, what ya- Yaakov was afraid, he was very worried that he shouldn't sort of be influenced. The ideas, the prevalent ideas that the other people had, they shouldn't impact him. You know, today, when you go out in the store, so there's all different kinds of hashgachas. You know, you look, it's kosher, making sure. It's this kosher, that kosher, this one I rely on, this rabbi, I don't like that one. You know, there's all the different kinds of hashgachas. But those are talking about food that you put in the pot that you eat. But then there's also food for thought. There's a lot of ideas which are not kosher ideas. There's a lot of ideas which are treif, which are not something that a Jew should entertain. That there are certain ideas, and the Rambam speaks about it, Yaakov was afraid that he's going to go in, step into the uh, place where Lavan is. Maybe those holy uh, ideas, maybe the, uh, his way of thinking that he had up till now, maybe they're going to be impacted, maybe he's going to be influenced. So he put a hashgach around himself, he put a fence around his head. He wanted to make sure that always to stay strong and keep his... Uh, Amuna to keep his thoughts, to keep his connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in a very powerful, strong way, not to allow strange and ideas that are uh, for Lavan and for his society, not to allow them to change his mind and his knowledge about Hakadosh Baruch Hu and his connection to Hashem, and which also 
brings us to another interesting pasuk. Uh, the, the verse states that he took some of the stones, putting them around his head. But later on, it's interesting, it says he took the stone in a singular way, and he made it into an altar. Uh, that's what uh, Yaakov did at the end of the uh, story. Now, it seems to be a little of a discrepancy. In the beginning, it talks about that there were many stones. And in the end, it talks about one stone. So what happened from the many to the one? So Rashi brings down, from our sages, Rashi brings down, and he says that initially there were many stones over there, actually. There was a bunch of stones. But the stones started uh, fighting one another. They started, uh, they had a, an argument. Why? Because each one of the stones that was around that area wanted to have the privilege that the holy tzaddik, Yaakov, should put his head on that particular stone. Each stone wanted to have that merit, that privilege. So they started arguing. So Hashem made a miracle. He took all those individual stones and he made them all into one stone. So now there's no more argument because instead of being many stones, there's only, only one stone. So I once heard a question the rabbi asked. He says, well, this didn't really resolve. You know, Jewish people will find what to argue about anyways. He says, this didn't resolve really the issue because Yaakov's head is only a certain air, takes up only a certain area. So let's say God made a miracle that all the stones turned into one big stone. Fine. But which spot on the stone is Yaakov going to put his head on? So if he's going to put it on one spot, the other spot is going to still have that same argument. Oh, I want the privilege that Yaakov should put his head on me. So it's the same, same problem we have. How did we resolve the issue by making all the individual stones into one stone? The answer is very simple. Because if it's one stone, it doesn't make a difference on which spot of the stone the tzaddik lays his head. If it's only one stone, wherever he lays his head, it's on everywhere, because it's really one thing. And the same thing is true about the Jewish people. You know, we only argue, we fight, if we're separate, if we consider ourselves different. So I have my opinion, your opinion, and we argue and we fight each other. But if we can realize that we're really all together, we're really one stone, we're saying, so then it doesn't matter, because it's really, it's like, you know, if it's one part of your own body, you can't have the hand getting angry at the foot or the foot of the hand because it's all one and the same. It's you. If we feel that another Jew is really part of me and he's not something separate, then we work things out. Then we figure out ways to get along. We figure out that we should all unite and we should be together. And this is actually the ingredient. And our only response when we look around, and it's a little scary to see you know, not only, you know, how people have such crooked minds, they don't understand, they see things in a different way, which is scary, but, you know, we see such hatred, we see such, uh, to the extent that it's, 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 it's scary, uh, how much, you know, and to the extent that the hatred and the animosity and the violence and the desire for destruction and the desire for the annihilation and, you know, for just, just for what? You know, just because, you know, uh, it's something that they don't like or it's something of the, the sin of Esau to Yaakov. What's our response? 
okay, you know, we have to protect ourselves and they're trying to do whatever they can. But our response has to be that instead of hatred, we have to preach love. We have to preach togetherness. We have to work on uniting people. First of all, uniting ourselves in our own home to be able to support each other, encourage each other, to give uh, strength to one another. We have to give lots and lots of love, lots of friendship, lots of support. That's our response to hatred. If we can give to one another, if we can give love, that's the only way lightness will overcome darkness eventually because all what it takes is a little light to get rid of lots of darkness. And when you light a candle, you light a light, it doesn't have to battle with the darkness. The light, the darkness disappears, just bringing in light. Our job is to try to bring goodness, kindness, and then Hashem will help us that we will be successful as we're all together, we're united, we work together, and it's, uh, it's brought down that you know if we are separate sticks, you can break one, but if you make a pile of sticks together, nobody can break us. If we are strong and we're all together, then nobody will be able to touch us, and Hashem will help, and that we will see miracles, and we will see in the season of Hanukkah, that all the enemies, those who are plotting to do bad, will all their plots and all their ideas will go into waste, and Hashem will be with us and protect Kal Yisrael.